And it's a special desk of sport now as we look back on some of the sporting highlights of the last sporting season. So lie down, relax, and let the sports commence. He's got Welcome back to the Ballers Blog Podcast, the podcast no one asked for a second series of, but you've got one. Not that you're listening anyway. Um, so we're back. I'm Charlie Hines. I'm joined by Oliver Tinker. How are you? Uh, well, pleased to be back. It's been a while. Long overdue. But uh, ready to get going again. Um, so what have you been up to? We've been away for 16 months because we're really good at this. Um, and yeah. What, what have you been up to? What have we been up to? Tell, tell the lovely uh, one listener at home. Well, I've been enjoying the return of live sport. Um, I guess that's a big difference since we were last on. There's actually sport going on, and the sport that's going on, you're allowed to go and watch. So uh, we had a lovely trip up to Kingston Park on Saturday, didn't we? Indeed, it uh, was. During the second half, at least. And the world's worst cheesy chips, which oh, I'm still feeling the effect wow. of. Because... <clears throat> chips with acid on them bright orange but anyway um yeah it's been an exciting time i've had a good summer i've been i was fortunate enough to be involved with the hundred with the northern superchargers doing media stuff for them so the guests we may have on might all be superchargers related as that's our only contacts um but yeah absolute brilliant time working with the women's team watching women's cricket grow which was brilliant to see and yeah as you said just great to see a full Headingley again, booming, beating Absolutely. Manchester, beating Manchester Originals, scoring two hundred is always great. Yorkshire, Lancashire, sort them out. So, any uh, any other sport you've been going to watch recently other than cricket? We went to watch the Rhinos play the other week, didn't we? We've been, we've been supporting the whole of Northern sport. We have. Um, they couldn't get over the line until so grand final, but very confident about how they're looking for next season um, plenty to build on and a positive year all things considered but yeah just yeah as you say good to see everyone back good to see yeah the, the players appreciating the fans as well and seeing and yeah with the Premier League as well that's back oh. with full stadiums it's so much better yeah just you know dropping another thing in there when I spent my university yeah. placement doing Premiership rugby last year in front of empty stadiums and Kind of, it was a good experience. You got to watch Premiership rugby, but it was just quite soulless in what it was about. And then when we went at the weekend, it was proper. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Last minute winner for Newcastle, which I was slightly irritated about as a Wasps fan, but as a rugby fan, I was you know, delighted. It was a fantastic atmosphere and definitely improved as the game went on, as I said. And, you know, it's moments like that at the end of the game that you miss. And you take for granted when you can't go to the game. And when you watch on TV, yeah, it's great, but it's not great, is it? Like, it's not the same as being there. No, you don't get dodgy, cheesy chips. So, as I mentioned earlier, that I've done some work with the superchargers and we're going to rinse that back as much as we can. So, our first guest, we were lucky enough to uh, have a lovely chat with Brisbane Heat and Northern Superchargers batter, Laura Kimmins. We had a great chat with her and we hope you enjoy it too. So I'm delighted to say we are joined by our first guest of season two, 
and this is Laura Kimmins of Northern Superchargers and Brisbane Heat. How are you doing? Yeah, very good, thank you. How are you guys? Not bad, not bad, thanks for asking. Yeah, very well, thank you, yeah. Yeah, we think you've got definitely got the better end of the deal at the moment as we're sat here in big jumpers and you've got summer. Our weather's gone downhill dramatically. Not that it was great when you were here anyway. Oh, first week, first couple of weeks. Really got yeah. burned in England. Oh, yeah, too fair. Apart from Liz Don't Russell. hear that too often. Yeah, Liz Russell did, and she was white as a sheet throughout, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she was. No, it's been good over here. Last Today was boiling, actually. It was a nice day for cricket. So how have you, how's it been since being back? Because obviously with Australian restrictions, you had to go back and do isolation for a, a decent period. How was that? And... Yeah, how is it? How good is it to be out and playing cricket? Um, yeah, definitely not a huge fan of the old ISO. Um, I think my, I think I made it to about day eight before um, definite marbles were lost. But it was, uh, it was the first cloudy day and no sun, and that sort of took away three hours of my daily routine. So I didn't know what else to do with my time. But it's nice to be out now and um, we leave. Actually, we've got a couple of days left here, really, and then we're off to Tassie to start Big Bash, which is a good time. Exciting time. So, obviously, it's been quite a big summer for women's cricket and you were a part of that coming over over here with the 100. How did you, did you enjoy your summer and did it kind of live up to what you thought it was going to be or was it kind of, did it defy expectation in that sense? I think it probably was a lot bigger than I actually thought it was going to be, um, even um, from crowd engagement and um, just the whole size of the comp and, and what they English cricket put into it. Um, like, I honestly, I had the best time. I have said to a few people I'd go back in a heartbeat and encourage a lot of other people to go over if they ever get the opportunity. Um, that I think, yeah, I think here um, I've said, can probably learn a lot from the entertainment side of things and getting crowd involvement. Um, and then as for the professionalism side over there, probably just is um, a couple of years behind what our big bash is, but you'd expect that being first year of the comp. So it's all, but all things going up. Yeah. I was going to say how kind of, what was the perception of the hundreds over in Australia? Cause obviously you had quite a few players pull out due to the yeah. kind of, the COVID situation, but how was it received over there? Um, I think, well, I know all of us that went absolutely loved it. Um, I think I can tell you all my family that were here were up, you know, 2, 3 a.m. every morning watching games that we weren't even involved in. So it was um, obviously, on the most part, people that knew about it here and were, were switched into the cricket side of things absolutely loved it. So how did you kind of find it? Because it's obviously a different dynamic from playing Big Bash franchise cricket because you've been with that team for a few years, but coming in as the overseas player, was there kind of different pressure to all that or was it kind of quite relaxed and chilled? Oh, I like to think most of the time I'm a pretty chilled person, but I guess there was that um, level of expectation. I did joke around a bit saying I was a fake international really um, with how who I was compared to who you guys were meant to be getting. Um, but, you know, I'm forever grateful for that opportunity and the experience to do it. And I guess I was, I I'd say I was 50-50 in the end, leaving probably with performances of um, how I felt about 
um, how I went or or my contribution to the team, I guess. Um, but it definitely, like, it was a great time. The team couldn't be more accommodating for stuff. And, you know, there's a couple of little COVID hiccups on the way, but you, know, you sort of got to expect them these days. It's the yeah, world we, we live don't, in. We don't talk about those legally. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't know whether we're allowed to mention them or not, but we'll move past that. But, yeah, yeah. The, you, you mentioned, obviously, the team kind of spirit aspect of it. How was that in kind of, yeah, falling straight into that group and just kind of how it kind of seemed to, kind of from my own experience, seemed to click straight away that everyone got on and kind of everyone was in the same boat in that, well, most of them haven't played in franchise cricket like that before. Yeah. Yeah, I think like it's probably the first time really I've gone into a group as the newbie, I guess. Um, you'd call it that I think like the girls couldn't have been better from that side of things. I think everybody, we did all just seem to um, get on, have a lot of very similar, um, I guess, life experience outside of cricket um, for a majority of the group as well in having to work and whatnot. Um, that I just think, yeah, it just was a really good time, obviously, for all of us to get together and play some cricket. So what kind of, obviously, I think it's been talked about a lot, the impact that it's had on the women's game and how you carry that on. But kind of one thing we kind of spoke about a couple of times during the tournament was kind of, obviously, COVID didn't help, but like the mixing of the teams. Do you think that could be something that could take it on a lot further in that kind of mixing with the men's, learning from them as well as them taking stuff from you? Yeah, I definitely think there's an element which we, um, and like we underuse it at home here as well, I think. Um, and a, a, like a lot of it is to do with scheduling and whatnot as well and, and your availability. But for the way the game is played moving forward, like obviously the men have a lot more experience and a lot of years ahead of where we're at, um, just with where the game is at. And it, you can argue that it's a slightly different game from a women's perspective, but the main goal's still the same. Um, that I think for for little things for both bowlers and batters, um, they just they have a different insight. And sometimes I think it's it's great to get as many different perspectives as you can to to try and work out what's the best way to go. Did you speak to kind of well as much as you could speak to as many of the the men's players as you could during the tournament, see how they were kind of approaching things, or was that? I probably sti more sticking our bubbles as we were meant to, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably spoke to both um, Darren Lehman more than anyone about it, the the men's coach, um, and he like again he's someone who, uh, though he's in and around the heat setup, haven't had a huge amount to do with um, over the years. But the the chats that we did have, like I can only take away good things from you know, and things to help the women's game go forward. So what, what do you think kind of, apart from maybe a bit more mixing, which is kind of out of the hands of everyone because of COVID, but what do you think the women's game can build on for next time with the 100 as well as Big Bash and keep kind of moving forward? Because obviously it's great having, obviously, players play at test grounds they haven't played at before and getting the exposure that they may not have had before. But how do you kind of keep going forwards and keep building on it? I think it's just uh, continued, I guess, trying to take the game on. Um, and, you know, different different coaching styles bring different things. Um, I think Big Bash over the years, like uh, everyone can see how much it's evolved um, 
even just from a, a fielding batting standard, like to the amount of runs scored every game. That um, I think the hundred fielding definitely was the highlight for me. That is room for massive improvement, and that again, that's something that just comes with years of playing that level cricket. That I can only see it getting better every year. Um, but the like, I guess we Brisbane Heat. We play with the mentality very much so of like you, you know, you're back to eleven. Um, whoever comes in, so it's just that, just keep ticking the runs over and backing yourself to play the shots. I guess uh, you just get that little bit of fear in there um, with new comps, and it's totally understandable. But I think moving forward, you you get rid of that little niggle, and it can do big things. Going on your experience of being over here during the 100, you're Charlie and I are big Yorkshire fans, both local boys. We'd love to know what it's like to play at Headingley and how does it compare to other ground you've played at around the world? Oh, look, I haven't played at too many grounds around the world, but I'd say um, from a perspective game point of view, that first game, the first game and then the game um, against the Ovals at Headingley are probably two of the best games I've ever played in my life or been a part of. Um, from a crowd perspective, I enjoyed so much of the heckling as much as I did the, the banter of good work and keep going. Um, when you, Even when you make mistakes yourself, you know, it's all just part of the game. But it was, Headingly was a different audience compared to anywhere else, I reckon. Yeah, I think even I was getting heckled at one point when I sat on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't need that. I think it did get kicked out in the end because I was a bit... We all need a little bit of it in building. <laughs> yeah, so we're wondering, um, yeah, you've experienced the uh, COVID restrictions uh, in Australia and in the UK now. And uh, you know, do you, how do you um, see the dilemma at the moment about the potential Ashes tour? Um, and do you sympathise with some of the English players perhaps being hesitant about travelling to Australia? knowing that they're going to have to, you know, face isolation, as you said, which isn't an ideal situation. Yeah, I absolutely can sympathise with them. Um, and I think especially like when we come to you guys, you know, it's like it's a walk in the park compared to trying to get back in here at the minute. That <laughs> um, it's definitely, I think especially not to take away from people with no families, um, but for for partners and kids and whatnot to come through and have to try and do um, like two weeks in a hotel room. It's not a fun time on your own, let alone with two little kids getting around there. Um, that it just like, I wouldn't blame any of them for, for not coming and waiting. Um, and I guess also probably just because we are that little bit behind here with, with vaccinations and, um, you know, border closures and whatnot, that it, everything's still a little bit up in the air compared to um, you guys just getting on and living life, I guess, that, you know, things can change here still at the drop of a hat. So you would be, you'd be silly not to be wary coming over. Was that kind of an interesting perspective to come over here and see how another country had kind of been handling it or, well... Yeah, look, I there was being the nurse background, I think there's a lot of positives and negatives on both sides of the world. Um, but seeing where you guys were at now, I don't know how 
um, I guess you could go forward not believing that the vaccine works. Um, and, you know, seeing you guys come out the other side of it essentially already when we sort of haven't really hit, you know, the first proper wave yet here in Queensland, I would say. We're just still tinkering on the edge of waiting for it to explode and then hoping, you know, the vaccinations kick in. Yeah, and get out and do. What's kind of the... I probably should have researched this in advance. Great. <laughs> but um, what's kind of like the crowd situation over in Australia at the moment? Is it no crowd at all? Um, or is it on like the most, but so um, Victoria and New South Wales are still in lockdown for now. They're slowly opening. So there's not really any sports being played there at all. Um, Queensland, WA, you know, the rest of us um, are at full capacity now. Um, but again, like changes, like it could change by the weekend. We just had the footy final here last weekend and in two days it went from being 100% capacity to 75% because of a couple of COVID cases. So, it, like, you just don't know. It's all, everything's just still, you wake up every day and find out how many cases and see what the world holds. Yeah. You mentioned your nursing background and during kind of the start of the pandemic last year and throughout it you kind of helped in an emergency department on the front line how was that kind of as an experience did it take kind of a toll on you oh I think the biggest toll was how many kilos I lost sweating in that get up all the time Charlie <laughs> <laughs> I think um no the like uh, we just haven't really had it that bad here yet um like in Queensland like Victoria and New South um, from a healthcare point of view, would probably have a lot different insight into the, um, like the madness in emergency and that of what is COVID. But we sort of have all the gear here at the minute, but because they, they haven't really let us have any cases, that side of it, um, we haven't seen too much sick um, COVID, I would say. But it's funny to see the ebbs and flows of the, the pre and post lockdowns because you sort of get a few days reprieve where it's almost like everyone's scared to come to hospital because of the COVID outbreaks and then, you know, it settles down again and then they're all back. Um, but that is just the, the everyday normal. That's emergency nursing. <laughs> so kind of with incorporating cricket into all of it, how does, does it change your approach to it in any way kind of? Do you see it as more of a kind of more, more lucky to be able to go and play cricket as you do? Yeah, for sure. I think um, it's probably really even just up until the last year or so. Um, cricket really was just like a bit of a fun time escape um, away from the everyday life of shift work. Um, and just, you know, go hang with your mates, exercise for, for fun and get paid to do it. Whereas now last um, year or two I've probably jumped on the more serious bandwagon and um, decided just to see how far I can take it I guess. I think we're probably all quite biased in that obviously we all love our sport but do you think it has kind of um, emphasised the importance of sport kind of throughout society at the moment because it's like when we were playing our 100 games and like just to see like when we were watching the men in the packed crowd and it was just after everything everyone had been through, it was quite just nice just to see that, even if the cricket wasn't great for the first couple of games. Anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I think all over the world, like sport has always been that sort of thing, um, you know, brings brings people closer together and brings that whole sense of enjoyment and like you um, can just switch off for five, ten minutes every day, um, whether you play it or just watch it. Um, you know, we, a lot of stuff doesn't happen without the people watching. So, um, like, for us to, to be able to be part of a comp like the 100 um, and and the boys, you know, it's the same for them. Like, you get the crowds there and you're doing whatever you can to bring that little bit of entertainment to their day. And, you know, if that's a reverse and that's what it is that day. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about the switch hit then? Why, why is that? What is it? Why is it the best shot in the world then? Switch it. Well, it's just something different. <laughs> it's a bit of entertainment, entertainment yeah. factor. People was, love to see something different. It was all, get yeah. around it. It's when, when you were doing the first few net sessions, obviously you were pulling a few out and there was like the likes of Stare trying to recreate it for the next month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, she got one in the end. I saw yeah, a game did. where she hit it. Oh, yeah. I was proud of her. And it was it was the game she came in for, and she did a reverse, tried to do a reverse, and yeah. just about clipped it through the keeper's legs. Yeah. It was quite, <laughs> went for four. It was a very good shot. <laughs> Apart from because obviously you've mentioned the the oval game and the Welsh fire game, but were is there any other kind of particular highlights you've taken away from the hundred, whether it be on the field or off the field? Um, obviously, Lords was a massive weekend. Um, I think for well for our whole team, I think you could just see the whole emotions change and everybody just that next level of excitement um, to be involved in something like it um, and be out in the middle in one of those sort of grounds. It's probably I think I said at the time it was like a bucket list thing that you I never really knew I had, um, but then you're there and you you know you're kicking yourself a bit to think how lucky you are to be in that sort of situation. Um, and again, even that whole, like outside of cricket, that whole weekend, like that was some of the funnest times that I've had, in, you know, just hanging out with mates, having a good time. Um, that it just was all round great time. It was, yeah, it was a bit bonkers, especially your suite in the hotel, actually. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, every, everyone had a lovely view, but it was like, you know, a little tin box room. Yeah. And you had like, the penthouse suite. It was ridiculous. How did you manage that? There was, and there was one of the nights. That was one of my favourite nights, actually, just with the group on tour as well, because it was just um, having a, you know, having a chill out after the game, have a couple of drinks, sing a bit of bad karaoke, and you just get to know everyone at the same time. It was great. They didn't let Charlie have a go at the karaoke. I was invited actually, but we no, won't hold, we won't hold on to that. Sweet, there's girls only yeah. that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not, Charlie. Not classy enough for the suite. <laughs> <laughs> I was allowed the team room drinks. That was about it, and that's where it all yeah. <laughs> I brought it all down. <laughs> so coming up, 14th of October, big bash gets underway again. Are you looking forward to it? How are preparations going for that? Oh, I can't wait. We've been hanging out because we've, we've had a couple of little COVID clusters in Queensland. So they've been telling us that we're going for the last week and everyone's packed and ready to go. Um, they finally set a date. So we go in Friday, a couple of days. 
um, and then get down there and just settle in and get ready to play some good cricket, hopefully. Had a practice game today, which went all right. Played the boys oh, under-17s team, I think they were. Um, Did no, we didn't. They oh. just were too strong in the batting department <laughs> for us. But Fair enough. You'll they probably treat a lot of our, a lot of our meds as um, spinners, knowing what they're facing regularly on a weekend. Um, but did I see it you? Was hit, good. I was going to say, did I see you hit a ton the other day? Actually, for I did. I got yeah, had a good day out at club. Oh, well, bad. one game, one game, not so good, but. The other guy was playing my sister, actually. Uh, um, always good so to get a always, Yeah, she normally <laughs> gets me out, so it's nice to score some runs. <laughs> so oh, just not catches off my brother's bowling. He knows doesn't forgive me. To be fair, I think I, oh, I was dropped at least once, I know, off her bowling, <laughs> which she wasn't hugely impressed about, but you got to take the lucky chances as they come. <laughs> So with the big bash, do you think there's now kind of a bit of pressure on it to follow on from the hundred in terms of the women's side of the game? Yeah, I think it's probably like it's been around enough that it will like it's got that name already that people want to watch and get involved in it and and whatnot. I guess I said this year it will be more interesting to see what our standards like um, taking out all the English girls, obviously, or a lot of the English girls, because um, they've been such a big part of our comp basically since it started. Um, not to say that the Indian girls aren't, um, you know, have form of their own and whatnot, but it just is a different style of play and a little bit different conditions again for them. But um, I think it wouldn't surprise me if, if stuff looks a bit different this year. Do you think it's kind of a... A, another great opportunity for the women's game because obviously the men have the T20 World Cup coming up and then obviously you lot have all the internationals coming over, you've got some superchargers in there as well, you've got Jemmy playing for yes. the Renegades, you've got Wolfie as well playing for, she's Strikers I think and then Lindsay Lindsay Smith playing for Stars is it? So yeah you've got quite yeah. a few coming over so the, yeah there's that international quality isn't there? Yeah oh yeah it's still there for sure um, I think the South Africans always add a, a huge amount of, um, well, like, you know, a good standard to the comp as well. Um, and the Kiwis are back, obviously, too. That I think the standard will still be there, definitely. just might look a bit different to um, what we're used to playing, I guess, against a lot of the Pommy girls. Lynn's the sneaky devil. She's been in ISO for a few days already. Didn't even know she was coming. I know. It's like I'm a celebrity. She's been hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Secret announcement. Waiting. Yeah. Waiting for the presser. Big time now. Big time. Um, yeah. Are you are looking forward to seeing those girls then from the Super Judge playing against them? We'll be, yeah, we'll be I love bit. catching up with everyone. Um, that's why I loved the hub last year when it, was on just because I am a bit of a social person, obviously. So getting to see and chat to um, a few girls, because a lot of the time it just is such a frantic, you know, couple of days everywhere you go, you sort of don't get the time to um, sit and catch up with people much from other teams. But, um, it, yeah, it'll be good. I think we're all in the same place for a few days at least at a time. So should be able to catch up with a couple of them. Are you going to sledge any of them or...? Trying to put them off. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm not and the he, best and, at sled this year. I'd do a little bit, but then I'd smile after and want them to play well. <laughs> see, I'd was, rather beat them playing well than sledge them and then them play bad. See, one thing I was thinking about the other day was obviously how during the hundreds you all had your team meetings, but because obviously the draft system, people had come from all over to play for like a different team. So some people knew people from other teams. So yeah, yeah. are you going to be like ratting like Jemmy out on her kind of what she looks Absolutely to do? Absolutely, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> it's no old bad. No old bad in that scenario. No, we have quite, we have decent team meetings here as well, chatting about. Um, who we are so obviously the more info the better it's probably more a um, state related thing on girls from Queensland that go away that obviously try not to divulge um, a whole team plan but at the same time like we've all been around long enough to sort of know how teams are likely to set up Um, you know we've been playing the same style of play or trying to for the last two or three years now since Noffers has come on board and um, a lot of the other teams are the same. You just know from from the lineup likely what's how they want to go about it. You've kind of obviously you've won the Big Bash twice. Would you say that's kind of up there with your kind of biggest achievements? And obviously you had a, a nice moment in the first one, I think, where you hit the winning runs with your partner Delissa. Yeah, it was um, they both I'd say best cricketing achievements would be up there, though I do still think last year was probably our best um, team effort um, and team loss at the same time. <laughs> but the the two wins were special. The first year um, very much didn't feel like we really deserved to win. Um, you know, just things went well on the day and that's cricket, that happens. But then the second year I thought from... The, the work behind the scenes and how everyone sort of got a bit more involved in it was uh, much more of a team performance and, um, you know, I think it showed. So how, how are you rating your chances this year? Yeah, we always go in heavy. We always think, like, you got to aim for the top, otherwise what's the point? True. It's, true. Uh, no, I think everyone, if not from being at the 100, just, I sort of missed a lot of our pre-season just to see where people were at, but um, since coming back and chatting to the girls and seeing how they're playing and whatever, I think everybody has, like, you know, come a, a huge way compared to where we were last year. We are quite a young team still, um, barring, you know, a couple of oldies like me. But um, in terms of experience-wise, they you don't necessarily need it so much as that energy and fun and you know, the other side that they bring, that the younger group brings to the table. You did, did well to miss pre-season, actually. That's never the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said the other day. I was just hitting fitness mode again once I come over to England and then, you know, it's back to, to games and a good time. Yeah, I really need to go for a run. I'm very unfit. <laughs> <laughs> the 100 was not good for, you know, health no. in terms of, yeah. No. Here's a load of money. Go and buy some takeaways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Became no, friends with the delivery yeah. rider. Yeah, no exercise either. Just chasing yeah. after cricket balls of you lot in the net. Yeah. <laughs> Mine and Paul's fielding, that was exceptional. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, we're waiting for our call up next year, actually. Yeah, see, I hope see if, so. Yeah, see if Darren will put us in the team. I'll have a quick word to him on the side. <laughs> Get you on board. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. We'll be better than the Manchester fielding anyway, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... Ollie, have you got anything else to add? Or no, I think that probably wraps it up for me, yeah. Lovely. So, yeah. Laura, thank you very much for your time. Obviously, yeah, lovely to work out yeah. the time difference. That did yeah. take me a while to work out, actually. That was yeah. a, bit, a bit concerning. <laughs> I was, like, going on my clocks. It was, like, nine hours... Uh, couldn't count out hey, told still me. talking to I still talk to Campbell every now and then and she still is like I have no idea what time it is over there. She got her runs in the end didn't she do you see those? I did see it yeah. so good. Indeed very good. And uh, she scored a few everybody chipped in a bit. Indeed they all started flying it was obviously all your Great wisdom you imparted on yeah. on, on stair, <laughs> trying to do a switch. It. Waving, waving at the other end. Saying, <laughs> <idiot>. <laughs> Just smash it. No. But yeah, I'm glad they all did well. Indeed, they'll yeah. go one better next year, I'm sure. Yes, um, get the trophy. Indeed. So yeah, Laura, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure to uh, speak to you. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, speak <laughs> soon again. So, yeah. Best of luck. Indeed, best Thanks, of luck. Thank you. Do we? Does that mean we have to be uh, Brisbane Heat fans then this year? Yeah, definitely. What if Lindsay comes to me and says you need to support Melbourne? <laughs> now, now she's big time. Tell her no. <laughs> okay. Just tell her flat out, sorry, you've already decided. Yeah, I won't mess with you and your guns. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Tell her I was always the favourite anyway. Will do, will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day and best of luck right. in the coming yes. weeks and months. Thanks, guys. Take care. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. So thank you very much to Laura for coming on there. It was a lovely chat. I'm a lovely person. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to have Laura with us today and very much looking forward to watching the Big Bash to see how the heat get on this year. Indeed, it's, yeah. It's also good to kind of... Nice after off... Well, I mean, there are only contacts at the moment, but it's nice to kind of have a, a female athlete on after the year that women's sport has had to kind of reflect on what's gone on in terms of recovering from the pandemic and, the yeah, the impact the 100 had, really, because that was quite monumental in comparison to what has been before with women's cricket absolutely um, I think it was, uh, it was great to watch on telly and I look forward to next year's tournament as well uh, seeing what what kind of innovations can be brought in to take the 100 as a whole as a concept to the next level because it definitely just from chatting to people I know who aren't cricket fans themselves they were joining and it appealed to them and you know, that end of the day, that's what the purpose of the 100 was. So it's great to get an insight from someone who took part. Indeed, that's what it's all about. From a kind of, obviously you're a long-time cricket fan yourself, and I know you were slightly sceptical perhaps of the 100 before. What were your kind of opinions and overview of how, how it all went? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't watch as much as I would have liked to because unfortunately, as, as you know, every match seems to coincide with me being at work but um it was good it was good to see um you know I was down at Headingley for rugby but you walk past the cricket
you've got enough stuff up and it was just everything about it, the colours, the uh, the atmosphere on telly and just giving a bit of a breath of fresh air to cricket um, and it's something that the big takeaway I got from it was that it's something that other sports can take inspiration from um, and we've seen how 2020 cricket in the past has brought new audiences to cricket and the hundreds just taken that even further and you look at sports that are trying to appeal to new audiences the two that come to mind immediately are rugby league and golf and it makes you wonder what they can learn from that and what kind of changes we could see in those respective sports on the back of the success of the hundred yeah you kind of put it in perspective with like following the cricketing calendar and you look for what's on and you always look for like the ipl and big bash whereas maybe with the blast you maybe because it's local and it's not as high profile you didn't kind of go straight to it thinking i need to go and watch that obviously you would if you could but whereas kind of bringing franchise cricket into england is obviously controversial for many people on twitter that can't handle the idea of change but i think it yeah in the long run it will benefit but obviously you'll have your skeptics skeptics in the the short term but yeah i think it's been a long time coming it's been a long time coming when you look when you look around the world, all the other cricketing nations have a franchise tournament of some sort. For England not to have had one this long is almost, I know it got delayed by a year, but you're, it's almost surprising that it's it's been so long. Um, and perhaps it is partly that resistance as to why it hasn't happened. Um, but I think it's definitely been a success. And even even when they did the initial auction two years ago, you know, I remember watching that with my housemates and we were fascinated by it just to, you know, it's, it's just something new, isn't it? You love, you love watching cricket, but something different comes along. Naturally, you're going to be curious about it. So um, even though it got delayed, it was it was great when it finally happened. And um, hopefully next year, I'll be able to get to two or three games because I was disappointed Indeed. not to make it in the end this year. Indeed, yeah. And yeah, the... But I think the best thing about it is just that they're all double headers in that the women were given equal profiling to the men and it kind of worked better than double headers have in the past where you'd have the like Yorkshire Diamonds playing before Yorkshire in, in the blast in a double header and people would be started at three o'clock and then you know, people wouldn't finish work. But this was kind of during the holidays, timed well. I think it worked really well in giving them a profile and I think we saw that definitely in kind of, well, me working kind of in the social media part of the team, that you saw the engagement we were getting. The majority was about Jamima Rodriguez and how good she was more than like any of the men's players as well. Maybe Faf Duplessis because of all the, all the fans he has around the world. But yeah, the engagement in terms of women's cricket was great to see. And yeah, hopefully they build on that next year further. So yeah, we'll watch this space really with that absolutely so yeah thank you very much for listening if you are listening and hopefully listen again if we do another one we'll see see what happens with our great organization but yeah make sure to follow us on instagram at ballers blog sport and twitter ball <coughs> twitter ballers blog one get fly up my throat and yeah hopefully they stay up how did you cope in the uh, instagram down Oh well, uh, what was it? What was on telly? Um, can't remember. What was it? Monday night. Monday night. I can't remember. 
I can't remember. I was too busy watching. I was watching it from telly, but it wasn't. It, it, it was. It, it it made me notice how many times I pick up my phone and just go on out of habit. Yeah. Click on it, but just force of habit. I don't really like Instagram, but it's it's force of habit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I found yeah. that it was. Yeah, I was kind of, it dropped for my last two hours at work, but I definitely was working. If you listen, um, and it was yeah, you just kind of you go on your phone and your thumb automatically goes straight to those kind of things, and it's it's quite sad, yeah. really. <laughs> In a full part, yeah, full part. <laughs> it's quite sad. It's quite sad. But yeah, that's kind of something. I'd like to, well, in terms of when we get went to watch live sport, that's something I want to do more of at the moment because obviously, maybe have slightly more appreciation for it. And I'm a bit bored of looking at it all through social media. So anyway, this has been the weirdest outro. Um, <laughs> where, can our, where can our listeners listen to the podcast again? I mean, they've well, clearly found it somewhere <laughs> in this darkest corner of Spotify. Well, I can't. Well, yeah, I can't really remember where it was, but yeah, Spotify, Apple. I think, <laughs> and then Google Podcast. But yeah, I've not a clue where it goes, to be honest, but they put it somewhere. But yeah, great outro. Shambles of a podcast, but thank you very much to Laura Kimmins for a great chat and anything far more ex- insightful than we've produced <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>